This podcast is a little bit different from the ones I've done previously, sort of like a little bonus one. I'm going to be talking to Wendy Martin today. We're going to talk about um, yoga assisting and kind of how that culture is in the yoga world today and how that is in the larger world as well in terms of how we touch and how we connect and how we can find each other in relationship in the world. So here's Wendy Martin. Hey everyone. And I have a froggy throat. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So so we're about to do a five-day intensive in our teacher training program, and it's about uh, how we assist. And we, we both assist a fair bit in classes. And we just put out a book a couple of years ago called The Necessity of Touch, of Fundamentals of Yoga Assisting. And in all of it, what's so interesting is that we're doing it in the middle of the hashtag MeToo movement. And there's this movement in the yoga world that's really toxic about the old gurus creating some fairly bad sexual situations, I guess we could say and really taking advantage of their clients and their students and their vulnerability. So, Wendy and I believe some pretty strong things about why touch is important. Maybe you could start with kind of why we touch. Absolutely. I think for, for us, the fundamental baseline is that we touch based around connection and support Um, versus correction and I think that's really really important to understand that our view and and the way we are assisting people is based on creating a net of safety and creating dialogue through our hands that reminds people they are safe Mm -hmm. um, which is very different from pressing somebody to their edge and say a forward fold. You know, it's it's quite um, it's quite different. So that for us is is the fundamental piece that we touch um, based around around connection and increasing our capacity to reach others when words aren't enough. That sometimes a hand on a shoulder says a lot, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, hands on ankles or the base of the skull just allows the whole nervous system to settle in and relax more. So I think that's a really, it's really important to, to discern from assist based on support versus correction. Mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier about a class that I did the other night and this woman came in and she had a shoulder injury and she said, when I do chaturanga, I'm going to do this. And I said, oh, you're not going to do chaturanga. And what struck me and what's been striking me lately is how our classes are so different that mm-hmm. we're about the relationship that you're creating within yourself. And so for us as, as instructors, to come in and overpower you will take you right out of that process of self-reclamation, I guess, Absolutely. self-possession. So, um, so I think that's it too. Like what we want is we want you to deepen your relationship to your body on your terms. So we might... We might come up beside you in a twist if you're lying down in a twist and maybe one hip against your hip and give you some support. And that's so beautiful to watch as people just unwind because we're giving them that sense of the ground. Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite assists is when folks are sitting and we kind of sweep up in behind them and we support their spine. Mm -hmm. 
So there's something to be said for taking away the effort so that somebody can drop deeper into their experience, into their breath. And you never know what that means for someone who's, you know, in this constant state of alert or a constant state of holding Mm -hmm. to be able to witness and feel somebody sink deeper into their breath and their experience is really powerful. And I know we're going to talk about this more probably later, but in the new... um creation of trauma-informed yoga, which is such a valuable asset in the yoga world, there's this kind of rule around not ever touching. And every time we've had people coming in to talk about trauma-informed yoga to our teacher trainees, for the most part, they'll say, and the most powerful healing I've had are the moments where one of you touched me. So these are people that are so aware of their own trauma, but also then how to work with people in trauma and they're saying you're not supposed to touch but I would not have healed as much as I had had you not touched me for sure and I I think it's so true and I think this is where this is the important work of building the bridge between you know the yoga community feeling so kind of let down and and injured by <clears throat> assisting and and what we're talking about here, because we don't want to just abandon connection, yeah. you know, like physical connection. We we can't abandon that in this time we're living in where we're so far apart uh, through, you know, the use of technology. So what we're learning to do is create this bridge of, you know, how to touch in the right way. Mm. And also, I think a huge part of that and what we talk about in the book and what we're doing in our teacher training is we're starting first with understanding energy Mm -hmm. you know because we are responsible for the energy we bring to a room yeah you know and if our if we have an understanding of how we can drop into long slow deep breaths and ground ourselves and and understand the frequency that we're at that is what gets broadcasts outward from us. Mm-hmm. So when we're taking responsibility for our own energy, the energy we bring into the room, that can be translated really beautifully through the hands mm-hmm. in in assisting. Well, Ursula, our friend Ursula, was talking to me about how we're getting more and more intuitive, right? That the more etheric our world gets, the more intuitive we get and that also means the more anxious we get the more ungrounded we get the more indecisive we get so there's so much to be said for that concrete I am here Mm -hmm. touch like I think about a midwife when I've heard anyway when um when a woman's giving birth sometimes she doesn't even know which way is down or where the perineum is and the midwife will actually touch the perineum to say this is down Absolutely. And when you think about how we are right now, we're so scattered. And there's just always, as to saying to you earlier about the to-do list is like this hallway that just gets longer and longer. I chose the other day to go to Barb's class at when on Wednesday at noon because I had this choice of either I follow this long hallway and keep chasing a dragon or I stop. Mm-hmm. Stop, get in my body, be in the moment, be in Barb's voice, be in her presence. And it was such a great but if we back up too like if we go to our basics so we work on the premise that Vanda Scaravelli created of the ground and the breath and the spine so we've already kind of hinted at the ground part right so there 
We can ground people when you look at someone in a posture, can see what part of them is most in contact with the ground, and so which way is is down for them. So like child's pose, sacrum. Mm -hmm. Downward dog, it could be their hands, or it could be pushing up in the sacrum so that the tailbone aims kind of down. Right. Uh, that's a that's a um, that's a piece I think that weaves into a lot of what you've said in the relationship that we're fostering for people to drop into their bodies more. There's still this kind of um, like this interesting directional experience in yeah. the postures, right? Like. And often it's dynamic opposition, right? One body part's moving this way and yeah. one's moving this way. And, you know, and if there's, a, if there's a verbal cue that says to root down through your tailbone, sometimes the words are enough. Totally. And like really clear palms on your sacrum, um, anchoring your tailbone down lets the body know, oh, this is down, like what you're mm -hmm. saying. And, and that's really... It, it can kind of cut through the clutter in the mind. And don't you find too that was so what's so important in that is holding. Yeah. Like not just tap there's the ground and I'm gonna go away, but like leaning your full body weight in. Absolutely. Because that's another thing we have to teach people all the time, right? It's like use your whole body weight. You're not too heavy. You're not gonna crush them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, when we're when we're sustaining that kind of steadiness and anchorage with somebody and we sync up the flow of our breath, mm -hmm. if we learn as teachers to watch the breath in the body, we can see the spine moving, we can see the rib cage expanding and contracting, we can see the undulation in the neck, for instance. Mm -hmm. And when we sync up our breath, we're then in this unification of energy. Mm -hmm. And that's really that's what we want where that's where the connection comes in yeah. where you know I'm not forcing my way in and trying to get your body to do something it's not ready for mm -hmm. I'm just going to come in and be a soft steady presence and we're going to be here together for a few moments it's kind of like that holographic thing isn't it of like in yoga we want union right we want you you know small small s self and large s self and mind body spirit but then between instructor and student we want union as well absolutely not power over but power with i remember the story you told me once um with your experience with esther myers um in your kind of early days of training where i can't remember what she assisted camel, you in like is it a camel mm -hmm. And there was something about the assist gave you this insight to where, where the possibilities totally. were in your body. Yeah. It was like, whoa, I don't know that I would have ever taken myself mm -hmm. there, but really in the safe, supportive way. It mm -hmm. wasn't beyond your body's capacity. It was just, it was this energetic and physical nudge towards yeah. there's more possibility for you here. So picture that she's right up behind me. She's got her knee and thigh in my spine. So I'm leaning against, base my head was against her hip and belly probably. And then her hands were right above breast tissue, kind of underarm area. So as I'm breathing, she's just pulling me up and over her leg. And so if you think about that, I said to her, it feels so easy. 
Right. But how do I ever recreate this myself? And she said, I just want you to have the experience of how easy it can be. Nice. Now yeah. go for it yourself. Right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. I, I think that's really important because when we experience, um, you know, the catharsis, the catharsis mm-hmm. <laughs> of a release and a posture, there's this freedom. And yeah. then there's this like hopefulness, like, wow, okay, I can be, I can be free from this binding tension. Like yeah. you start to really know there's possibility somewhere. And I think that's the gift of having a really great hands-on assist. Yeah. And so that's the ground, right? So we know if we create the ground, then we can grow. Because if a tree just grew upwards, it would uproot. So the more we can ground people in feeling safe in their bodies, feeling connected to the earth, great. Now we can unwind. So then the unwind comes, so the ground and the breath and the spine. So if there wasn't breath, I always talk about how you've got like this empty canvas on the easel, which is the posture, but the breath is the animator. It's the paint colors. So without the breath, there's no energy in the pose. So in terms of our assisting, part of it is, I want to hear you breathe, I want to see you breathe, if they're shallow breathers. As you said, sync up our breath. And then the biggest piece is move with the exhale, right? Because that's the moment where they ground. And then intertwined in that is the third con, uh, third moment, which is the spine. And so we ground, we follow the breath and the exhale, and we let the spine grow. And so those three pieces are that moment where you will feel the greatest grace coming through, I think. Absolutely. The unification of the three together creates those moments of grace for sure. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, the, it becomes very effortless. Yeah. Right? And it's like moving with the river versus pushing up against something that's, you know, in the way. Mm-hmm. And I think important, too, when we're teaching people is you're not going to impose your idea on someone's body, but you're standing back and you're watching how they breathe and if they're breathing well or deeply enough. And then you're just enhancing something. So it's not saying, like, you're wrong, do it this way. I have a better way. It's like that art I got from Paula Boone. So this art that I got from her says on it... um, gently she asked try it this way Mm -hmm. and so the world changed and that's grace right it's that moment in the assist where someone just goes oh my god I'm so open now absolutely you know I think there's a really um interesting piece about this uh, is that when we when we really commit to touch and to the necessity of it, we're deepening our relationship with people. And self. And self. And that's, you know, in a time where speed feels like it's accelerating so quickly and we're becoming, you know, more and more distance from distant from one another. As yoga teachers, this helps us to really understand people. Yeah. You know, their bodies or you know, maybe what they're going through in their life path that could be impacting, you know, their their experience in their physical bodies or, you know, in the cave of their heart. It just takes us to another place um, in the relationship. Yeah. I had this conversation this morning with my partner, which might seem really off topic, but we were talking about needing to, to be a little bit careful with money. And my habit is just to always make sure everything's okay, just make sure everyone gets enough and, and I can go without and I won't tell anyone that I'm doing that. 
anyway he said to me you know I'm okay with austerity I just need to know Mm -hmm. you just need to tell me and my shoulders dropped and my heart opened and I was like thank you for telling me that thank you for catching me in my shit to say I see you and I'm with you but you need to like it was touch it was touch in its own way and I think to bring it around to why this is why we're putting this out on my usual podcast is we really believe touch can change the world right touch and touch that isn't corrective but is unifying and connective that to say to someone I'm right beside you and I get it and I know why your shoulders are so tight because the whole world is so crazy right now but together we can maybe create some light absolutely and it's so suggestive right that the there's a suggestive nature about what we're what we're doing here versus um, I'm not quite sure the right word for it, but invasion, invasion, or you know, or I, I guess it's really the power over thing. Mm-hmm. There's a, a there's a suggestive quality of, you know, what if we tried it this way? Yeah. And and you know, a lot of the time in a yoga practice, we're moving in and out of movement pathways that we don't know. Yeah. And that our bodies are not really used to yeah we're swimming right we're on we're, a journey absolutely yeah. and there's something there's something to be said for knowing we're not alone in it and I don't blame people for wanting power over because I think that that is such a it's such a, an understandable reaction to a world gone crazy yeah. I have the answer I'm good I know what to do and then there's the other part I would say a more feminine approach which is I don't know, but together maybe we can figure it out. Yeah, And like Joanna Macy's work back in the 90s about despair and empowerment, like if we can talk about our despair in the world, then that's touch and we're connecting and saying like we're in this together and that's the only place where good solutions can really come. Absolutely. Or organic transformative solutions can really come through. So I know for us it's such a larger picture than Just, how you exist. You know, one... Just one drop down back into something we chatted about earlier about sometimes when you're assisted, you have this recognition of where um, where movement is possible for you. And when we you know come regularly to to a class, for instance, and we have an assist where the hip is moved down away from the ribs mm-hmm. manually, mm-hmm. then we can work on it internally. Totally. Then we're like, oh, this is how, this is how I move my bones to make more space. Mm-hmm. This is where my hip needs to go in order for my side body to get longer. Mm-hmm. And then we start to, it's like the hands, you know, that, that assist can really drop us deeper into our own physical experience of our own bones and oh I have the capacity to pull this down and move this away and and and, s- and then you own it right like yeah. you don't have to go to massage or chiropractic like all of those are great things but you don't have to go to massage or chiropractic or whatever to say oh help me do me right right but you can say oh this is how I know I need to unwind exactly and if I can just drop down here and I can breathe, and I can pull my hip down, I can breathe some more, and 
you know, that's the empowerment piece, mm-hmm. right? Is that we, we become the medicine that we need. Yeah. We become the guru we're searching for. Which is really hard and really courageous. And I think that, you know, to not know, like to get really curious in your moments is so threatening to structure. Sure. But so crucial to how we need to be now. So I had this foot pain and uh, now that I know it's soft tissue and nothing more, I don't mean nothing more, but it's on a break, then I can draw a map about where that might be coming from. And so with curiosity, instead of, oh, my stupid foot is really bugging me, it's like, okay, so what is this from? Or Marianne yesterday came in talking about, uh, so she had started teacher training last year and she broke her leg within a month of starting or maybe a week of starting the program. So quickly. But she came in and, and she had bursitis in that same knee mm. and the other hip was bugging her. And I said, you know what? This could be the next phase of healing. Like I know you thought when your bone knitted that it was over, right. but now you've got the soft tissue to work on. But it, so if, if we can get kind of curious about mapping it out in the body between instructor and student and just within student and student, then we have so much power. Absolutely. Right. And then it's something that just is, it becomes a path. Yeah. Right? It gives us more information about where we are yeah. in our bodies. Yeah. And like imagine if as instructors, we didn't know, right? Yeah. We just were journeying together how different that relationship becomes, right? Yeah. Versus power over and, yeah. So, so we released this book in the middle of hashtag me too. We released this book in the middle of so many gurus being accused of sexual assault. And we still stand behind it so firmly. So firmly. And it's, you know, I, I just keep coming back to the idea of the bridge, you know, between that for us, this is somewhere between, you know, that um, mis- gross misuse of trust yeah. and power and you know from the other perspective in the trauma informed yoga world the not touching out of safety we're creating a bridge between between everything mm-hmm. to say here's maybe another way here's how we can still make connections and not lose our connection and capacity to be close with people through touch but let's try it this way well, because I think it's out of the cookie-cutter mode. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think there's a real tendency to compartmentalize everything now. So don't touch because X, Y, and Z. Don't do fish because, or if, thread the needle. Don't do thread the needle because it can injure someone's neck. Well, what about doing it smartly? Right. What about touching with wisdom, integrity, boundaries, respect? You know, like all those things. And we can't assume that our students know we're doing that. Absolutely. So it's relational. It's relational. And, and it, helps, it helps us to create deeper language through words and not just through touch. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be really powerful when you're assisting somebody to be talking through it. I'm going to place my hands on your sacrum. Yeah. Take a nice deep in-breath. And when you breathe out, I'm going to anchor your sacrum. And while you're verbalizing what's happening 
that's imprinting in them a little bit. Oh, that's my sacrum. That's where she means my sacrum is. And oh, this is down. And oh, man, my spine just, you know, grew an inch. So, and I think as a yoga instructor, that language is really important too. You know, to to be having these, these little micro mini conversations with people that aren't pulling them out of their own experience. Yeah. And when you know, too, when you do that instruction while you're doing it, how the subtle body, the mind, is processing that, too. And so it just makes the body move so much better. Absolutely. So in a shameless plug, I will tell you that our book is available online at either of our websites, so AllieChismSmith.com or WendyMartinYoga.com or Ahimsa.ca. Um, we are doing workshops all the time. We're doing one at the Toronto Yoga Show in April. And we're doing another one here at Ahimsa for an entire weekend in June. And you can find all that out on our websites as well. And I hope that someone touches you today in a way that really makes your heart open mm-hmm. and your feet root into the ground. Thanks for sharing time. Thank you.